I am attuning my heart and, and attending with my ears what is being proclaimed with the very authority of God Himself if the Word of God is being accurately taught. Because when the Word speaks, God speaks. And in that way, uh, there's a, a humility and a submission that's present in that moment that's absolutely vital to the church. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian Truths in an Increasingly Secular World. Well, welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpot, and as always, we're glad you've joined us for this episode. Now, we would really love to hear from you. So if you would like to make an observation or ask us a question, just leave that in the comments section below this video. Now remember, Straight Truth is a listener-supported podcast. And if you would like to learn how to help us produce this podcast, go to our website, straighttruth.net. Also on the website, you can find links to all of our social media channels like Facebook and Twitter. So be sure to subscribe to one of those and go to the podcast section of iTunes and leave us a review. Pastor, you have often said, not only from the pulpit, but I've heard you in counseling, I've heard you at um, events with men or, or other things going on in our church, that preaching is vital to the healthy church. Mm. Not only to our church here at Founders Baptist, but to any church anywhere, that preaching is absolutely essential to the health and stability of a church. So our question today, the first question we have is why? Why is preaching absolutely essential to a healthy church? Well, because God says so. And you know, it gives me great joy, Josh, to know we're not working in some sort of laboratory trying to figure out what's going to make for a healthy church. Mm -hmm. We don't have to figure that out. Mm -hmm. All we have to do is emphasize what our God in His Word emphasizes mm -hmm. and listen to Him as He tells us what makes for healthy churches. Mm -hmm. So when I look at the New Testament, uh, you know, focusing on the church and I think about the New Testament, the New Testament is full of the importance of preaching. Mm -hmm. Our Savior came into the world to do more than just say things. He came to accomplish our salvation with mm -hmm. His living sure. and His dying and His resurrection. But while on the earth, He was preaching. Mm -hmm. He went about preaching and doing good. And, and so He was always delivering to others what the Father gave Him to give. Then when you look at the apostles, uh, what are they doing? They're preaching. Peter on the day of Pentecost and the other apostles that follow. Uh, when you read the New Testament epistles and you have Paul charging his assistants, Timothy and Titus, about uh, how the household of God should function and what's important in that household. He charges them to preach the word. I'm thinking now about 2 Timothy chapter 4, preach the word. It's a command from heaven. So the entire, when you think about example in the New Testament and you think about imperatives in the New Testament, mm -hmm. preaching is a priority. We're talking about the Word of God. What do you preach? You preach the Word of God. How do we hear from God? It's His Word. Mm. This is not to be isolated from the other means of grace that the Lord sure. has given to the church for its health. So it's not preaching or prayer. It's preaching and prayer. It's not preaching or singing praises mm -hmm. uh, to God, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. It's, it's both. But the preaching of the Word of God sets the, the trajectory for all of that. Mm. How do I know how to pray? I'm informed by the Word of God. How do I know what to sing? I'm informed by That's the right. Word. We sing yeah. God's Word to each other. So, so we have all of these means of grace that God has given us, the Lord's table and all the rest, but preaching sets the trajectory for all of that. And then when you look at church history, 
the pattern throughout the history of the church That's has true. been mm-hmm. healthy churches have healthy pulpits, mm-hmm. healthy preaching. Mm-hmm. Several years ago, and I'm maybe dating myself here, going back maybe 20 years or so, there was a sort of a renewal movement in evangelicalism, sometimes called this the emergent, emergent church. Mm-hmm. And people really tried to emphasize the discussion nature of instruction right. in a church. And even some pastors tried to incorporate that into the life of the church. We're going to discuss maybe what the Word of God has to say today. Maybe something you get in a Sunday school class or maybe not. But how is that inadequate as it relates to um, uh, the ministry from the pastor from the pulpit versus preaching, what mm-hmm. you're saying? Preaching with authority versus let's discuss a text together? It's a great question. As you know, Josh, I mean, some of that discussion in the emergent movement had to do with where is truth located? Okay. You know, is truth lo- located in the Bible? Is it located mm-hmm. in the words of the Bible? Or is truth located in the hearer and the listener? Mm-hmm. And so some of that conversational approach was based on the misguided idea that truth's going to be discovered among all of us as we talk about mm-hmm. the Bible. Then, then truth emerges in our conversation. No, truth is found in the words of Scripture. Jesus said, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth, John chapter 17. So the word of God is truth. And and there's more than one way that truth is communicated. There is a place for mutual exhortation and mutual instruction and conversation. But what makes preaching unique is in that moment, uh, in a sense, mouths are closed and ears are open. Hmm. The Bible's being taught, and I don't have the opportunity to object Mm-hmm. Uh, or even to ask questions in that, in, that, in that setting, I am attuning my heart and, a, and attending with my ears what is being proclaimed with the very authority of God Himself if the Word of God is being accurately taught because when the Word speaks, God speaks. And in that way, uh, there's a, a humility and a submission that's present in that moment that's absolutely vital to the church. Mm-hmm. In the conversational mode, my opinion matters, my thoughts matter. But in, in the preaching of the Word of God, my thoughts have to be submitted in that moment to what I'm hearing. The Bible teaches we're to be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, ready to listen to the Word of God, slow to speak against what I'm hearing. Let me test it, mm-hmm. but let me test with a willing heart and then not angry with that which confronts my life, but wanting the Lord to change me and transform me through the proclamation of truth. Mm. This is the right attitude to hear you know, I think we need to think a lot more about how to listen to preaching. That was my second uh, question, actually. What, what, what is, if we're thinking about the health of a church, what about a church member hearing the preached word? Yeah, and what I think I just uh, alluded to it just a moment ago, and, and, and that's the attitude as I listen to preaching. Okay. I'm taught in the book of First John that in, in some sense I have, no one, I have no need for anybody to teach me mm-hmm. because I have an anointing from God. I have the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we don't need teachers. God's the one who gave teachers to His church, Ephesians chapter 4. What it means is I'm not at the mercy of any single teacher. Hmm. It's, it's not like if I don't hear, you know, name your favorite preacher. If I don't hear his preaching, I can't grow in the faith. That, mm-hmm. that would be a misunderstanding of what preaching is meant to be. So in that sense, I'm not, I'm not held captive by any teacher. But God has given teachers and preachers to his church. And as that gift is being used, as it's functioning, I'm benefited. And so... Uh, quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, submissive listening. I test, I'm like the Bereans. Mm-hmm. I think the Bereans mm-hmm. are often misunderstood and mischaracterized. They were willing to, to test what Paul had to say, but what he's talking about in that context is they were teachable. Mm-hmm. 
They were teachable. Mm-hmm. They were actually willing to examine the scriptures and see if these things were so. So they had a teachable heart. So it's not a suspicious attitude with which we listen to preaching. Mm-hmm. It's a submissive attitude. It recognizes the final authority is the Word of God itself, but I'm willing to be taught the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to examine the Bible and see if these things are true. And if so, then I embrace them wholeheartedly mm-hmm. and I allow the Lord to change me. You were talking about the different aspects of a church service that are still teaching aspects, if we mm-hmm. would call it that, such as singing, you said. Right. Maybe other means of grace, or maybe we talk about the Lord's Supper. It's a proclamation of some sort, uh, testimony from baptism. But I've often wondered, especially as a worship leader, th- those things are also needed, but different and, and inadequate in some way to give a full explanation of what's in the Word of God, even though we hear right. what's in the Word of God, right? So something different happens at the pulpit for 45 minutes or however long a pa- pastor's going to preach, right? It's, there's, mo- there's more time, but also a greater precision and that contributes to the health of the church too. Not just these other things, but you, the other things are vital. You said it perfectly. <laughs> That's exactly right. And, and all these other means by which we teach the Bible, mm-hmm. the context is different. Uh, the, the aim is different. Therefore, the, the mode is different. So in, in preaching, we have concentrated, we have set aside 40, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever the case may be, to handle a particular text of Scripture in a way that we allow its truth to be unleashed. Mm-hmm. So, so the preacher is submissive as well as the listener. He goes to the pulpit with that text in hand, not to tell the church what he thinks, but rather to unleash what God says in that text and then to faithfully and skillfully talk about what the implications are that arise out of that text and therefore the applications that are to be made out of that text. Uh, this is what his aim is as he's teaching Scripture. And then lastly, is, is the sermon the high point of the worship service. So if we're thinking of it maybe like an arc, um, and maybe you don't think of it that way either, I'm not really sure, but is it the high point of this worship service that we have? I would say so. I would say that it's the priority of the worship service. It's, it's the moment of the time in which we are concentrated on hearing God mm. and, and being confronted. You know, when you preach the Word of God, you're, you're not just explaining it, you're exhorting with it. And so we reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long suffering. There's mm-hmm. reproof, there's rebuke, there's exhortation, and there's extended instruction about how to walk in what we've learned. It's just such an important time. It is the high point of the worship service. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, if you have a question or you would like to contribute to the discussion on this topic, leave that in the comments section below this video. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.